This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk back again with you guys for another show for another episode of our Raw Reaction series and specifically the Arsenal News Show and we are back for our second episode at the usual time of 8am every single day pretty much we're going to try and do as many of these shows as we can as we go and continue throughout the season there's lots of stuff that we need to talk about. Hello, good morning. Welcome everyone that's tuning in and still making this part of their morning routine. Uh, there is still actually some transfer stuff that we need to discuss as well. But if you are new to the show, please make sure you drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel if you're new around here with those notifications turned on so you never miss a show let's kick off though of course as always by instructing you to give us a vote in the football content awards if you haven't already please do uh, do that in either twitter instagram or on the website all the information is in the description so please please go and do that now we have good news which i'm sure all of you will be ecstatic to learn that squadron mustafi joins Levante on a free transfer after failing to join any other club um, after obviously leaving Schalke. But he will join Levante back in La Liga after leaving Valencia for Arsenal all those years ago in a £30 million plus pound deal. But he now joins Levante for the rest of the season. So uh, make sure you are following his career and uh, ensuring you're in the know about how he is getting on. Let's go on with some of this important stuff, though. If you haven't already checked out, yesterday we did two reports on our loan players. We are doing these for pretty much all of our loan players throughout the season, as well as Daniel Ballard and William Saliba. We're doing it for the likes of Tyrese John-Jules, uh, for Miguel Aziz, Hector Bellerin. Uh, we're going to be doing Reese Nelson at Feyenoord. So there's going to be plenty of content coming throughout the season, tracking our loan players, how they're getting on. So make sure you do check in every single month to find out how our loanees are getting on with the help of some experts who have been watching them every single week. And Daniel Ballard actually scored yesterday for the Northern Ireland uh, national side. So a massive congratulations to him. I believe that's his first international goal. So uh, congratulations to Daniel Ballard. But you can find out even more about him in our Tactical Breakdown series. Sambi Lekonga also made his debut for the Belgian national side, came off the bench in the second half in a 5-2 win over Estonia. 
He was obviously very impressive in the start of Arsenal's season and earns that call-up, unsurprisingly. So it's good to know that Arsenal have yet another senior international player in their team. And hopefully you can partner up with Thomas Partey. One man, though, who uh, unfortunately was injured for him uh, in the game against France for Bosnia was Kalasnac. However, news that is surfacing is that the ankle injury is not as bad as first feared. Uh, you will all be pleased, pleased to know. And so he will return to Arsenal after the international break and should uh, be on a quick rehab period before being available for selection for Mikel Arteta once again. Now, Arsenal did play a game against Brentford behind closed doors, if you were unaware. They won 4-0 with Cedric scoring twice, Lacazette scoring as well, alongside Gabriel. And they set up with a 3-4-3 system. Interestingly, going with the back three, Cedric and Chambers playing in the two wing-back roles, Lacazette, Martinelli and Pepe making up the front three, with Mohamed Elneny and Ainsley Maitland-Niles in the middle. Gabriel, Pablo Marie and Ben White were the back three, with Aaron Ramsdale playing as the goalkeeper throughout the game. And coming off the bench was Rob Holding uh, and Charlie Patino and Elmari Hutchinson, two very young talents that are exceptionally highly rated by the club. Patino supposedly was exceptional when he came on and really as a 17-year-old impressed amongst a senior side. Some really important stuff for the team, important minutes, getting that back three and in a lot more practice because this seems to be something that Arteta now would like to progress with using. Uh, it's interesting how we are moving towards that back three system, something that I know a lot of people have been asking for and thinking that that's kind of the way that we need to go with the quality that we have in some of the centre-backs that we are using. Tommy Asu, of course, is a player that we signed with the ability to play as either a full-back or a centre-back and in a back three. So it's not surprising that this went so successfully. And good also that the full-back, the wing-back, is actually getting on the score sheet as well as the centre-backs, Lacazette getting his goal Two, but the fact that Patino and Hutchinson did so well is really, really important for Arsenal because we want to see those young guys coming through and impressing. Now, uh, also, Cedric, who got the two goals, is supposedly still very much happy at Arsenal. There were links with a move with him possibly leaving for Turkey, but he has no intentions of leaving Arsenal in the remaining days of the Turkish transfer window. He is set to stay at the club. Uh, there is a player, however, that could yet leave, and we'll come on to that in a little bit. Uh, Charlie Patino, that, as I say, impressed massively during the game, um, and obviously he's a player that we know at 17 in central midfield. It's a position that we could do with a star coming through. We've got Miguel Aziz, who's spending the season on loan with Portsmouth, but Charlie Patino, who is his midfield partner in the other 23s currently before he left on loan, is an exceptional talent that was described by many to be one of the best, if not the best talent coming through the academy that they've ever seen in the last kind of 20 years or so. So exciting times ahead for sure. Now, Mikel Arteta spoke about Tommy Asu uh, in the post-match interview. And again, he says, we followed him for a while. We needed a fullback who could play in versatile positions and can play as a centre-back and play as a back three. Tommy has this capacity. He's 22 years old, but he has some really good experience in Serie A at an international level with the qualities we are looking for. And what's interesting about seeing Callum Chambers play as a right wing back is the fact that Tommy Asu, who is a very similar kind of position player to Chambers in the fact that he can play centre-back and right-back and even left-back, that he could slot into a right wing back role with that back three that was established, or you could change it around. You could move Tini into the back three, put Gabriel in kind of a central position, move Tommy Asu to a, a right wing back role, put Saka at left wing back over, Saka, over Cedric, 
there's lots of different formations and positions that Arsenal could try. And we're probably going to talk a little bit about that in this evening's late show. Uh, I'm out this evening watching a film, a Marvel film, obviously, as it comes out today. But uh, I will be doing a show hopefully a little bit later on this evening when I return to talk to you about how Arsenal could line up next season with, of course, plenty of opportunity for questions, as we'll also cover at the end of today's show as well. Let's, though, look at what is... Uh, oh, not Vinay Venkatesham. We've got to talk about uh, Mohamed El Nenny. Mohamed El Nenny is, of course, someone that could yet leave the club before the end of the window. And El Nenny is obviously being linked with a move to the likes of Besiktas. I tweeted out yesterday that I think it would be an error to let him leave before the end of the current Turkish transfer window. And a lot of people um, kind of turned around and said that they wouldn't be... They don't think that's right, that they would happily see him leave. And look, I respect the opinion. For me, I think that it would be an error because if you think about it already, if we were to play a game tomorrow, our central midfield partnership is at the moment El Nenny, uh, Lokonga or Ainsley Maitland-Niles. Now, if one of those three get injured, because obviously we are currently without Partey and without Granite Xhaka, it leaves us very weak. It re- leaves us exceptionally weak. It's about depth. I think we should learn from what happened with Liverpool last season that it is important to have enough depth in a position where there are two players playing at all times. And I just think to let him leave with a year left on his deal when you're barely going to make any money for him whatsoever, I just don't think it would be smart to let him go. Keep him for the season. Miguel Aziz is having a great loan deal at Portsmouth. Charlie Patino is improving all the time at Arsenal. Keep him for the season, just as cover and depth. And that's really key. Um, he, I mean, Sartvik says, isn't he missing two months for the African Cup of Nations? You, we all assume that the teams that these players are playing for are going to go all the way through the competition. They're not. They're going to be knocked out in the group stage. They're going to be knocked out in the knockout rounds. They are going away for the AFCON, but they are going to be returning. And it's one month, pretty much, on average, that the players are lost for, which is about three games throughout 38-plus cup games. It is important to keep him. You've got him for September, October, November, December. You lose him for probably January, maybe a bit of February. You then got him for March, April and May. So to consider not just let him go because he's playing away for a month the season, I think is still madness. Absolutely. And also he could yet leave in January. And that's another opportunity to bring in a cover at centre midfield. And you still then got him for September, October, November, December, four months of the season, where if there are additional injuries, as we know that Partey can suffer suffer from, if Xhaka was to get suspended. And to be honest with how Xhaka is, I'm not even that fond on starting Xhaka right now, to be honest. We wouldn't get many much money whatsoever for El Nini. And so to just keep him for the last year of his deal, let him go on a free at the end of the season, I think makes the most sense when you've got the likes of Miguel Aziz coming through and you can't replace him because the window isn't open for us anymore until January. So there you go. That completes the news for today. Uh, if there are any questions, as we always like to finish with these shows, then do throw them into the chat box and we'll try and go through as many of them as feasibly possible. Christian says they may have a replacement ready for the January window, which would be absolutely fine. But if Elneny is still here for those first six months or four months for, as I say, September, October, November, December, that could still be key and important at the start of the season and making sure that we've got cover and depth in the central midfield, which is already a weak area of the pitch. 
Uh, Jabu says, in my opinion, the error was not buying a central midfielder. Absolutely. I agree with us. I agree with you. Sorry. Uh, but I think history has shown us, Tom, that when we have an opportunity to let go of some players, we should take it. Ainsley Maitland-Niles, Eddie Bellerin. It's interesting that you say that because I could throw you Serge Gnabry. I could throw you Ismail Banassa. I could throw you Joe Willock, arguably, in that line to come back as a counter. Jeffrey in Adelaide. When the opportunity arises to let go of a player of those types, it's different. We let Bellerin go on loan. Eddie, we agreed a fee with. He chose not to leave. Ainsley Maitland-Niles had a loan offer from Everton. It's not the situation. I know he had the Wolves offer as well. I think that was definitely a mistake not to accept it. But I don't think that falls in the same line. They're different players, different profiles, different areas of the pitch in comparison to uh, Elneny. And I would be keeping Elneny for the last year of his deal just to just, you know, keep him. You're not going to get anything for him. You're not going to be getting upwards of, what, a million quid for Elneny? What's the point? Just keep him as a body. It's important that we do that. If we go far in the League Cup this season, we've got those League Cup games to play. I want to see Arsenal going for the Cup competitions because we don't have European football. Have him for depth. It's important. Alan says, if we play a 3-4-3, do you think Tommy plays as a left centre-back, right centre-back or win-back? What do you think? Gabriel White, Tommy Asu as a back three means White plays as a centre-back. What do you suggest at the best position? I would not play Tommy Asu as the right centre-back in a back three if Ben White is there. Ben White's height would mean I would play him more out as a right centre-back. I would put Tommy Asu as a central centre-back in that position. Gabriel playing as the left centre-back. You could even swap Tommy Asu and, and Gabriel around because Tommy Asu, despite being right-footed, is very good with his left foot as well. You've got that versatility. But I think there's the, the way that Chambers was playing at right wing back against Brentford in the friendly does go to show that they could play Tommy Asu in a right wing back role. He has shown to have that technical ability going forwards if needed to take players on, to put the ball into the box. He has been very restricted at Bologna, not being able to get too far up the pitch, playing in that right back position. I think that he can play a position which would enable him more freedom and the ability to get further up the pitch if necessary. Uh, Venkatesh says, Tom, could we expect Tommy Asu to be inverted to a right back and Tierney as a wide player? We are changing to a 2-3-5 formation uh, in attacking transitions. Uh, Tierney, ESR, Abamiang, Martin, uh, Odegaard, Saka in that front five. I think there is all the expectation that he could become more of your inversion uh, as a right-back position, you then slot into a back three with, say, Gabriel White and Tommy Asu as your back three, as Tierney bombs forward, with obviously the midfield supporting him with Lukonga and Partey up there too. So, yeah, there is all the scope that that could happen if we start with, say, the 4-2-3-1. But I think we could also stick with the 4-3, uh, the 3-4-3 three, three, and also go with that formation as well. Savi says, what is the actual deal with Ainsley? Separate the, fa separate the facts from the fiction for us, Tom. So many of us have seen conflicting reports. The facts, as far as I'm aware, are the fact that he obviously tweeted, not tweeted, but posted on his Instagram page the message that we've all seen. That didn't go down very well with the club. They were effectively going to force him to train alone and away from the first team, probably with the youth side. However, that happened the day before deadline day. On deadline day, an offer came in from Everton. We rejected the offer because it was only a loan offer. Ainsley Maitland-Niles was obviously frustrated. He has now held clear the air talks with Mikel Arteta, who after, you know, pushing this all under the rug, that they are going to play him this season as part of their plans. He played in the friendly yesterday, which is a huge sign that he is being integrated back into the team. He also played in midfield, which is the area that he wants to play in. So we could have seen him play in a different formation, different position. 
They could have chosen to play Charlie Patino at times there and push Maitland-Niles out to a right wing-back role instead of Callum Chambers. They could have done a lot of things different. They put him in a midfield role. We'll see how this develops throughout the season. He is going to be staying for this season at least. He could yet leave in January. He could leave in the summer. But his position at Arsenal is seemingly secure now and he is still very much an Arsenal player and in the manager's plans. So I hope that wraps up and clears things up for you. Seal says, not trying to hype him, but is the Tomiyasu signing making more sense as we learn more about him? We will not know um, ultimately until... We will not know Seal until, until we see him play. It's as simple as that. We, we won't know how he is going to play and, and until he gets selected and played. I don't think he'll start against Norwich. I might be wrong, but Arteta tends to like to, you know, gradually bed them in, put them on the bench, bring them off the bench, feature them in that sense. Norwich is a good game that you don't have to risk him because you couldn't, you know, we should have enough to beat Norwich. I say should very loosely, but we will wait and see on that one. Um, interestingly, Arteta did speak about kind of the, the the possibility of Ben White and Gabriel featuring. He said, yeah, it's really good to see them play. We don't have any big injuries as well. They have the minutes. We could work on some things. So it was a good idea to play the game. And it's all possible that both White and Gabriel will start against Norwich in what formation we will wait and see. Um, let's go in the chat to... Uh, let's go to Matt Thornton, who says, what do you make of the Aurier rumours? You know, I didn't cover this. Uh, I didn't put it in the month, like the main the main feed for the show. I just think, it, I think it's ridiculous. Um, I think, it's, obviously, he'd be open to a move to Arsenal. He, he's con- terminated his contract. He's desperate to find the club. Obviously, he would say stuff like, I'm open to a move to Arsenal. Or, that message is being put out. If Arsenal signed Serge Aurier, it would be a huge... Huge mistake, massive, massive mistake. And I really, really hope that they don't. But I didn't include it because I just thought it was ludicrous, to be honest. Um, we're going for this young emphasis on, on signing young players. Oriel is just checking his age. 28, right back. We don't need a 28-year-old right back who is no good. I mean, if you're going to sign a right back that's, you know, if you're going to sign a right back of that age, they need to be quality. They need to be really good. They need to come straight into the first team and upgrade us. That's why I wanted a Kieran Trippier because he's a solid quality player, even though he's, you know, he's more experienced. Aurier is not that. Aurier is your Willian signing. Aurier is, is your signings that make absolutely zero sense and leave you in a position that you've now, you're now trapped. He's a Cedric. He's a Cedric part. What's the point of signing Aurier when we have Cedric? Like It makes absolutely no sense. At all. Game Boy says, what formation would best suit the Arsenal squad? I think the 3-4-3 for me is still the best formation that I'd like to see us playing. I think we've got three ball-playing centre-backs, at least three, in Gabriel, Tommy Asu and White. You can also put Tierney in there and put Saka at left wing-back. We have the ability, and we've got a goalkeeper now in Ramsdale that's really good playing out from the back. I would like to see a back three, arguably back four if you include the goalkeeper, with Ramsdale, um, I'd like to see, to be honest, White, Gabriel and Tierney as the back three. Tommy Asu kind of on the right wing back kind of position that could play slightly inside. You put Saka at left wing back, Emil Smith-Rowe in the front three alongside Aubameyang and either Pepe or Martin Erdegaard. Partey and Lukonga in the middle. And I think that's that's my favourite team to try right now. That that would be the, the perfect setup for me personally. And Mohammed says, what do you think of us technically playing four centre-backs if we go with three at the back? Now I'm not a tactical genius, but that doesn't seem that doesn't seem that <laughs> like less chances created up front. I mean, four centre-backs, if we go with three at the back, 
obviously I don't that's why if I played Tommy Asa as a right wing back, I would bring Tierney into the left back. In sorry, into the left centre back position. I wouldn't go Tommy Asu, White, Marie, Gabriel. I'm not sure I would play that way. Saying that, Everton did play a lot last season and they got a lot of good results by playing Godfrey, Mina, Keane and Holgate as a back four. All of them centre-backs by trade. And they got some really good results. It can work, but I I just think that it's better us playing a 3-4-3 three, three and playing, uh, if you are going to put a back three together, I would put Marie or Gabriel. I wouldn't play them both. I would put likely Gabriel over him, absolutely, with Tierney as the left centre-back, to be honest. Uh, Reggie says, what about a 3-5-2 with Pepe and Aubameyang up front? No, to be honest, I would I actually prefer a 3-4-2-1 with the two number 10s playing behind Aubameyang, being Ismail Smith-Rowe and Erdogan. And then you've got the wing-backs being able to bomb on forwards uh, and overlap. That's that's kind of the 3-4-2-1 style that I prefer to see us play over, say, just an out-and-out 3-4-3. I like the Smith-Rowe-Erdogan combination. They can play together. I like them when they are on the same pitch together. I think it's a situation that would suit Aubameyang because he needs more service. So put two number 10s behind him. You've got even more service for Aubameyang. There are the inverted players like Smith Rowe, right-footed pass out to the left back, left-footed pass from Erdogan out to the right back. I think it's a perfectly balanced formation. That's what I would go with. Um, so there you go. Uh, Mickey says, I believe in this team. I believe in this uh, transition. or the, I believe this team, sorry, the team has the capability of qualifying for the top six. Anything less will be poor management. Again, this is always going to fall on the manager. This squad of players has the ability to compete for a top six place. You cannot say that we have we've added 150 million pounds extra to this team. We're likely going to see of that 150 million, Tommy Asu is going to play, Lukonga is going to play, White's going to play. You would hope that Ramsdale is going to get into the team. Tavares is a backup, as we know. We need and, and Erdogan is going to play. So. Whilst I think we've only really in one position in Benoit added a genuine upgrade to the to the starting eleven, we have added players that are going to start. But I think that it's it's a lot of money that we've invested. We know that they're going to develop and improve, but they is is a good enough squad to compete for the top six minimum. We should be competing for the top six. If we don't win against Norwich and Burnley with our Basically, our full-strength team going to be available bar maybe Granite Xhaka. We'll see. Partey is still a question mark. Wasn't fit enough for yesterday's game. Still in rehab. Still expecting to come back very soon after the international break. We'll see. But we have a good enough squad to compete for top six. So if we don't make that target, absolutely the, the finger is pointed. The finger's already pointed at the manager. So we'll wait and see. Abby, thank you ever so much for the uh, donation, mate. Really appreciate it. It says, is it possible to bring back Saliba... Uh, on loan early this winter. I'd love to see Gabriel Saliba and White as a back three. Great show. Thanks. Thanks, mate. Um, no, as far as I'm aware, I don't think there's a, uh, a return clause in the loan. He's out there for the whole season. I doubt they would do that anyway. You know, I'd, under Arteta, I don't think Saliba's going to play. I don't think Saliba's coming back uh, if Arteta's here. I think Saliba will go if Arteta's still here which is a shame because he's an incredibly talented player that's arguably... He's definitely been Marseille's best defender. And if you want to find out more about how Saliba's getting on at Marseille, then watch our video from yesterday on Saliba playing in Marseille because we're going to be covering all of our lone players throughout the season. And Ben, who I spoke with from the Marseille View, could not speak more highly of how Saliba has got on since moving back to France. So it's it's frustrating. 
is is what it is. Uh, Corrin uh, says, Tom, do you reckon you could do a summary of the reports instead of individual half hours on each player? Uh, no, because I want to go in depth, Corrin, onto each one. I want to go into depth speaking to an expert and it would make no sense doing a half hour show on all of them because I would then have to speak to lots of different experts on the same show. I'd rather do a dedicated show on each one, speaking to someone who's seen them in depth, that we can talk about them in depth. And also, there is an opportunity for you guys to ask plenty of questions about those individual players. So no, I'm going to be doing individual shows on each one. Steven says, Tom, I think Erdegaard uh, and Partey will be the midfield partnership. Wow, I, th- I don't see Erdegaard playing as an eight. I just don't see that. He's so much... If anything, Smith-Rowe is is more likely for me to, to be a deeper central midfield option than Erdegaard. I just don't understand why Arteta played Erdegaard in that eight role against City. It made absolutely no sense. Um, I'd rather see Saka as a left wing back as well in that system because I think he's great there. I think he, he's fantastic at running up and down that left flank. So absolutely. Um, so he says, with the loan watch, do you notice any similarities in the teams that we have chosen to loan our players? Are they attack-minded or detail-orientated teams? Well, Marseille under San Paoli are chaotic. They are full tilt, full time Marseille. And look, he Saliba's in a team alongside two other defenders that are being asked to do a hell of a lot as centre-backs. They're playing kind of this weird 3-3-3-1 weird formation um, with Genduzi playing in front of Saliba. So I, I, I think it works. I think it's going to test him. I think it's good for the league, uh, as in the French league, playing in that kind of chaotic way. So I look forward to that one. Ballard's going to Millwall. He's at a team now that want to try and push for a championship place. Millwall do tend to start slowly and then pick up kind of form. Uh, they've won one, drawn two, lost two. They're 17th, I think, in the championship table. So, look, Ballard's in a good place. Uh, as Alex said on yesterday's show, he's been their best, arguably their best player in the entire side this season so far. So I think that's a good one. As he's going to Portsmouth, I think as he's could have gone into the championship, but He'll be able to dominate, you'd hope, in League One, add to his physicality as well, and can dominate that midfield. Um, Tyrese John Jules to Blackpool. It's a good step up. He was at Doncaster the season prior, going up to the championship with Blackpool, where Daniel Ballard spent time with building up those relationships as well. Head to Bellerin to Real Betis. I'm not sure how that's going to work out, to be honest. We'll, we'll make sure that we cover it. Um, trying to think who else has left on loan. I know we spent a few others. Uh, Dinzei, I think, has left. Um, I'm trying to think, Matt Smith has gone to, not to Swindon, he's gone to Doncaster as well. So, I mean, there are teams going out there. I don't think you can make loads of similarities between them, but I think just for the players in their like level of development so far, I'm fine with with what we've seen. The only one I would have discrepancies about is is Aziz, maybe thinking he could have gone to, um, Aziz could have gone to uh, the, uh, the championship instead. Uh, let's go to CeeLo. says, Tom, I agree with you saying about the 3-4-2-1. Is the best formation for these players? Two tens as the two. Only issue I have is the manager playing two defensive, uh, unlike Atalanta, uh, when they play with a 3-4-2-1. I think we need to break out of this kind of cocoon of defensive uh, style football. We need to be more expressive and more attacking. And maybe the 3-4-2-1 can allow us to do that. Um, let's go to Charlie who says, do you think Arteta will stick to one formation if he wins at Norwich? I don't understand how we can expect consistency when he doesn't know his best squad or formation. You hope, Charlie, you hope that if we'd win against Norwich, he goes into the game against uh, Burnley with the same team 
and then we go into the game against Spurs with a 3-4-2-1 or a 3-4-3. However we're going to set up, you hope that we get some consistency in the lineup and in the team selection. Maybe we'll change a couple of players around for the North London derby to play a little bit more on the counter, but we'll see. It's it's important that you make some changes, but not five. One or two little tweaks a game, there's nothing wrong with that. But five changes in each game, as we've chopped and changed so far this season, is just simply too many. And I know we've had injuries. I know we've had pandemic issues. But we need to make sure we have consistency in the team. That's that's what's most important going forwards. Um, let's finish things off there. Thank you all so much, guys, for tuning in. Uh, I'll be back a little bit later on, probably later this evening, for another show doing our usual Friday Q&A. It won't be at 5 p.m., unfortunately, but uh, I'm looking forward to bringing you more content as always. I'll be over on Football.London with Reach uh, posting throughout the day. I hopefully today will be bringing you a big update on the possible Qatari takeover uh, situation. So look out for that article coming out on FL. You can follow me on Twitter at Tom Canton Media to make sure you have that article. I'll be retweeting it off my Guna Talk account at Guna Talk TV. So make sure you follow us there. Our information is in the description. Um, so yeah, if you're interested in possible takeover news, uh, I'll be producing something for you a little bit later on today regarding that. So stay tuned. Um, other than that, it's been an absolute pleasure to speak to you guys as it always is. Keep it real, keep it Arsenal. And uh, as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go. And you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your Mook delivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.